Hey, manufacturing world. Welcome to another episode of Shop Matters, sponsored by Akuma America. I'm your host, Wade Anderson, and joining me in the studio today, I've got Ben Bailey from Mayfran. Welcome, Ben. Uh, good to be here, Wade. I appreciate the invitation and the opportunity to uh, sit down and have a good conversation with you. Yeah, so Ben traveled down from the Cleveland, Ohio area to be with us here in sunny Charlotte today, and uh, you couldn't ask for better weather. We got no clouds in the sky this morning here. No, no, it was uh, pretty, pretty nice. I was just up in Minneapolis yesterday. Left, it was 55 degrees and got down here at 94. Yes, sir. Uh, quite a little <laughs> shock there, but... Uh, Welcome to spring in the Carolinas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Ben, tell us a little bit about yourself and Mayfran International. Yeah, uh, I've been with Mayfran for uh, five years now. Actually, uh, on June 6th, will make my fifth year. Okay. Uh, started as an application engineer in our machine tool products group. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you're basically calling out the applications, uh, the pricing, and, and working closely with Okuma and Mazak and various mm -hmm. other machine tool builders. Sure. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, uh, uh, you know, prior to that, I spent 18 years at a machine tool builder in Cleveland, Ohio, uh, named Bardens and Oliver. Okay. Uh, more of a custom, uh, you know, bar feed type equipment, uh, raw material in, raw material out. Worked as a machinist. Then as uh, worked my way into a more uh, office role, worked in every department except accounting, mm -hmm. and then landed in sales my last uh, few years there. And then just timing, decided to do something a little different and stay in the machine tool industry. And then uh, here I am. Here you are. All right. <laughs> Excellent. So for anybody that doesn't know, what does Mayfran do? What's your core product? Uh, our core product is material handling. Okay. Uh, scrap recovery, uh, anything that has to do with, uh, you know, the cutting fluids, the chips, uh, stampings. Uh, we do, there's two sides to the business. You have the machine tool products division, which is what we're here to talk about. Mm -hmm. And then we have material handling systems, which are dedicated to automotive scrap, like under the presses. You've got your, your body panels and such that in, in components, the structural components that get taken out. Well, they're under big presses high high volume scrap loads uh, we do filtration mm -hmm. large filtration from at the machine uh, like on the Akuma grinders right we have a low profile version that's used and then also to big centralized systems typically tied to a chip processing system which is the reclamation of uh, the cutting fluids okay dry chips you know anything you can do to look at your scrap it's actually a revenue. So right. you always want to look at how can you get maximum revenue, just like you get your maximum uptime on a machine. Yeah. You know, we've got customers that quote parts, and their profit is actually in the chips. You know, it's not yes. in the part that they're making. It's actually the scrap and the chips. You know, they're making the part at, you know, basically, you know, covering their cost, and then the profit they make is pucking and getting rid of the, yep. the raw material afterwards. Yep. So. Yeah, a lot, a lot of it tied to the EPA, too. You don't want to have anybody taking it to a scrap yard and dumping a bunch of coolant into the ground or right. wherever they do it. And next thing you know, you're going, ooh. Yeah. We've, got some, <laughs> uh, we've got some water issues, water table issues, and so on and so forth. So. Yeah. Yeah, I had, uh, I know a company that used to do a lot of water jet uh, machine work. Yeah. And the local um, water sewer department, or whatever you call that, traced them back, and there was garnet getting dumped down the Ooh. down the street gutters basically yeah. and yeah they found this garnet this you know material that was coming out of the water jets and trace it back to that company yeah, yeah. It was, it's not a good thing to happen so no that's not not yeah. at all <laughs> all right so 
to me, I think the the chip conveyor aspect of machine tools that's one of the unsung heroes of the of the manufacturing process. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of those things, almost like insurance. You know, you you don't think about it until you need it. Yeah. You know, and and then you're hoping you got the right policy. So, I see this uh, so many times with customers. They'll spend mountains of time spreadsheeting machines and figuring out rapid travel rates and XYZ travels and how much torque and horsepower and all the fun stuff that goes into specking out a machine and they don't think anything about the chip conveyor until nine months after they've implemented it and realize, oh, we bought a machine with a standard hinge belt conveyor because it was the cheapest conveyor we could get. Yep. And now we got tons of maintenance problems. So Talk me through a little bit of that. I mean, how, what do you? I'm telling you what I see from mm-hmm. the builder perspective. I mean, what's your experience? A lot of the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, y- you look at uh, uh, getting the the scrap out. It's just a simple solution to get. You know, it's just the necessary evil of the machining process. Mm-hmm. But it plays a big role in the various other aspects of the of the machining process, including the machine tool. Right. Um, clean coolant. You know, understanding what clean coolant really means is you know. Part quality, surface finish, uh, machine uptime, mm-hmm. uh, coolant clean out of your tanks, your sumps, uh, things along those lines. Uh, making sure uh, you know that you're you're getting those particulates out, so that mainly with high pressure coolant today, you know, and and, and automation that's taking place with the cells, robotics, uh, customized work holding. Uh, various other aspects that go along with it, you know, even just the human aspect of changing parts out in some instances. Right. You know, having clean fixtures is critical. Um, another aspect of making sure you're clean, you know, why you need to have the clean coolant and, and so on and so forth is is you've got to be able to uh, uh, maintain the machine in itself. Mm-hmm. Way covers, uh, spindle closures and seals and so all the other things, ball screws, linear rails, Having that clean coolant is really, really important. And what we see is someone, a customer will spec out, you know, a, a half a million dollar machine. Mm-hmm. And it's decked out with all these wonderful, wonderful tools, you know, automatic tool probe setting, tool life monitoring, so on and so forth. Right. And the next thing you know, you've got problems with quality. Mm-hmm. You've got geometries you can't hold because you've got these, you know, particulates and chips and, uh, fines and so on and so forth between the work holding and the part and the tool life is not what it was intended to be. So Mayfriend, is, our expertise is is understanding what you're going to be doing. That's the most, that's the biggest and most important question we need everyone to ask. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. What material? What part quality? Are you doing a roughing operation, a finishing operation, or semi-finishing operation? Uh, you know, what, what troubles have you seen in the past? Mm-hmm. And we have the right solution for nearly every application. But we've got to understand the application. Yes, knowing that application is the core <laughs> so to I'll share, success. I'll share an experience that I had uh, in, in some of the service. And what I think is so super critical for any customer when you're looking at, at products a lot of, you know, obviously I work uh, for Okuma. I feel like we build one of the greatest machine tools in the market. But I'm, I'm also intelligent enough to know that you can take the top builders, put their name in a hat, pluck a, a name out of a bag. You can have a good machine, right? Um, the service, the support, the infrastructure is what's really going to dictate 
how efficient, how profitable you're going to be, how successful you are with your with your process. So um, here, what's it been with the pandemic? My, my time frames get uh, a little wonky, but I guess it's been probably two years ago now. I got a phone call from one of our distributors, and he said, you know, we're having some some chip contamination problems. We don't have enough volume in the coolant tank. Mm-hmm. They want to hear from the OEM. I've got a representative, was it Jay, I believe, that came down with yep. me. Um, and we got somebody from Mayfrain coming in. They want somebody from Akuma to come in. We're going to have a, a little sit-down pipeline. Okay, fine. So we fly down. We meet, have a little pre-meeting, help me understand kind of the situation. He said, we're just draining the clean tank. We need more coolant volume. Mm-hmm. We're going to build a separate coolant tank, an auxiliary tank, add more coolant to the system. On paper, okay, that, that sounds reasonable enough. So we go in expecting to basically talk about that with the customer. And I walk in, and, and I'm looking just at their machine run, and it's not really pumping out tremendous amounts of volume. You know, I'm watching the shower coolant run. Okay, it's standard. I'm watching they got a 1,000 PSI coolant. That's high pressure, but it's fairly low volume. So I'm watching this. I'm like, ah, something's not adding up here. So the cycle stops, and it was on a horizontal. The pallet changes. So I walk back, and I'm watching the coolant tank. All the levels were, were about right. It starts running, and immediately you start seeing the cool, yeah. the clean tank start draining. Then I'm watching the dirty coolant come in, raise up, and overflow into everything. I'm like, whoa, 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 we're not, we're not getting through the filter. You know, this, this isn't a volume problem. It's, it's a capacity problem on where, where your coolant is. You've got enough coolant in the system. It's not getting through the filters correctly. Mm-hmm. And what it was, the the type of material that they were cutting, they yep. were cutting all aluminum, high volume aluminum, yep. creating just a real nasty fine, fine chip needle like. So yeah, and it wasn't just the fines. You know, everybody gets fines with aluminum, but the the type of machining they were doing, it was like needles. Yep. So the the filter that was on the particular conveyor was just jamming up like you just shot a bunch of darts on a dartboard, yeah. and then all the fines were collecting on top of those needles and not, none of the coolant was able to get through. So we, you know, I hated to do this, you know, with, with the <laughs> customer walking out, I'm like, ah, you know, what we were going to propose isn't the right thing. Sure. We need a different chip conveyor. Yep. It's like, what are you talking about? We just bought, you know, all these machines and, and had, and it's a great chip conveyor that you guys built, but for his application, it Wasn't was the working. wrong one. Yeah. It was and. You know, all of a sudden, I'm the bad guy that's got to break that news to him. Like, man, I hate to tell you this, but this this conveyor is not going to do what you need it to do. So we backed up. Uh, we went to the original Concept 2000, which yes. is something I want you to kind of talk yeah. through. Went to the original Twin Belt Concept 2000. Everything, you know, just night and day difference in the entire process and the cleanliness that, that came afterwards. So, you know, that was a was an eye opener for me to to realize, wow, what a difference you know this can make by having what you might have thought was a good conveyor versus what is truly the right conveyor for the right application. Absolutely. So, talk through a little bit of the different models of chip conveyors that you would typically see on a on a machining center, for an example. Yeah, on a machining center, you know, you're typically going to be running all kinds of different jobs. It's you know, the, the most common will be a job shop. So, right. you know, again, going back to understanding what are you going to do and what do you think you're going to do in the future and mm. are you planning for the future? That's so, a great point. You know, it, it is. It is because yeah. things change. The yeah. job shop world is constantly evolving. Customers come, go, capacity, 
up, down, so on and so forth. And um, one, of the, one of the things that the Concept 2000 brought to the table was it was designed in 1995. That was when it uh, rolled out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was, uh, is, and still is the leader in the, in the, in the chip handling and separator conveyor uh, markets. Um, 25 years later, it, uh, it still you know, does what it needs to do, and it uh, uh, you know, gets you down to that 50 micron mm-hmm. level, which is about 3,000 nominal. Uh, in, in particulate size. So let's describe for anybody, and I know a lot of people, as soon as you say Concept 2000, they, you know, I know exactly in my mind what it looks yeah. like. But for anybody that doesn't explain what a Concept yes. 2000 is. Concept 2000 is essentially two conveyors. Okay. On the very top, you have a standard hinge belt conveyor, and that's there to pull out the heavy metal removal rates that you typically see in an aluminum where you're solid, starting out from a solid. Right. So you're just gripping and ripping. Mm-hmm. getting it off as quickly as possible. Well, on the top side, that's what that's, that conveyor's purpose serves, is get the chips out. It's offset to the center line of the bottom conveyor, which is where the magic takes place. That is a uh, the separator aspect of the conveyor. Okay. So down below, we have the, the Concept 1000, basically, mm-hmm. and it's scrap- It's a scraper-type conveyor with a drum filter in the center, or okay. at the... At the, at the uh, uh, incline area yeah so that's a permanent media a permanent drum media. filter self-cleaning has mm-hmm. a uh, spray bar system a backwash pump so as the dirty coolant goes uh, flows it flows through the uh, uh, drum filter mm-hmm. and then the clean coolant goes to the, obviously through the inside and goes out either both sides or one side depending on where your clean tank is within the the actual tank itself yeah um, once that takes place we then pump it up into uh your clean site right into your machine tool or some some cases some further coolant uh, 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 polishing needs to be done mm-hmm. the uh, uh, the beauty of what it brings to the table is again it takes it down to three thousandths or 50 micron and, and as you described there are applications where these needle-like chips are just you, know, you get these high helix end mills and they're mm-hmm. they're they're taking the cut and they're holding very tight tolerances and the 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 uh, uh, chips are real difficult to keep out of the system. Right. So we've we've developed a, a another uh, permanent media that is interchangeable. Mm-hmm. It can get you down to 25 micron. And what that does is it's a dual weave screen. So those little needles they don't go straight through. It's like going through a, 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 a chain link fence. Yeah. So to speak, that's overlapped. So your 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 sizes uh, will. Uh, you know your your openings are smaller. Right. Um, what that brings is you you can you can at that point you can handle those smaller chips mm-hmm. and get that 25 micron going through there. You do have to you know we do need to know a lot about that application because the finer you clean coolant, you you get some coolant flow restrictions. Sure. So yeah. understanding how much flood coolant, what your GPM is, full on all pumps running. Yeah. Because those are conditions that you've got to plan for. Mm-hmm. Sump depth, as you indicated, you know, you've got those problems at the one customer you went to, and mm-hmm. they were overflowing. Well, you turn on all those pumps, you start starving the system, you shut it off, and you get this immediate rush of all of that coolant coming back into the system. Right. And making sure that you have the capacity within mm-hmm. there. We've had customers add some pumps. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, adding a pump is great. But, but do but we have the capacity? Away. You're pulling more away, and can right. you can you collect it as quickly as you need to? So, yeah. 
again, going back to just understanding what that application is and how can we help you identify the right solution. And so the concept is, is really the industry leader with, again, the dual belt, right. the separator conveyor down at the bottom, and there's other accessories that can go along with it that get you even further cleanliness. So tell me about the Concept Mark II, the Concept 2000 Mark II. Yes. Mark II was uh, designed shortly after the Concept 2000 and designed specifically for those smaller machine tools that you can't, you don't have the height underneath the casting to get it to fit in there. Right. So it's a single belt version. So, so that's one good point. The, the Concept, the original Concept 2000, that's a pretty tall, it's or a tall a, a unit. thick that conveyor, I don't know how to describe that yeah. best, but because there's literally two conveyors in yes. it, it's much taller. you got to have a little more clearance on the machine to be able to Absolutely. get that in. Yeah, yeah. and the, then the Mark II provides uh, a single belt version of it, so you've got the lower profile. You can fit down inside the tank. You don't have to lift the machine. You know, you don't want to bring a machine up off, off the floor very high. You know what that does. It causes, mm -hmm. you know, the, the vibrations are now amplified which impacts part quality, so on and so mm -hmm. forth. And, but, but being able to fit in there in a standard height of a basic conveyor and bring all the same benefits that you have with a, with a Concept 2000, it's, it, it, that was the game changer in that world too. Right. Okay. So what other conveyor products would you talk about? So obviously a standard hinge belt conveyor, um, that's just a, a normal what that just as it describes right there's no filtration things of that nature but then do you have an intermediate to go from that yes to the concept what does that look like yeah we we have an intermediate conveyor that uh, is called the clean sweep mm -hmm. clean sweep rm and the rm represents reduced maintenance so with a basic hinge belt conveyor you're a thousand micron particulate will get through the belt and into your tank well you know if you're running cast iron for example or even aluminum you're going to get those fines, and they collect inside the tank. They take away from coolant volume. Uh, they, they, they require you to clean out the tank more frequently. Well, in a mid-range conveyor, what that brings is, is the ability to do some filtering. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, if you look at the good, better, best, the good is the conveyor, basic hinge belt conveyor. The better is the clean sweep. The best would be your concept and even some other versions of, of other conveyors we make. Okay. But the filtering capability allows you to get reduced maintenance within your coolant tank. You don't have to clean out the coolant tank. We've had customers that will have to clean their coolant tank once a month. Mm -hmm. You know, changing out your coolant tank, there's a lot more to just, you know, okay, I'm going to pull it out. I'm going to take it out of service. I'm going to clean it. Well, you know, if you really add up all of those expenses and, and labor and lost uptime, so on, you know, that are tied to all of that, you, you can be upwards of $3,500 each time you do that. You do that on once a month. Right. Well, the, the clean sweep, you've got the basic, you know, which is your lowest cost conveyor. Then you have a mid-range. The mid-range is going to be in the middle because the concept's not an, an, an inexpensive, you know, conveyor. Yeah. It's a machine in itself, and a lot of people got to understand that. Mm -hmm. But the clean sweep is looks just like a regular hinge belt conveyor, but the coolant will flow through the belt, and there's a filter box inside there. And the coolant will run through the filter. It's got a self-cleaning uh, patented design on the underside of the belt. Okay. It constantly keeps the filter panel clean with a scraper and a brush and a hmm. wiper. So we're always cleaning that filter panel so we don't get any buildup or, you know, you get your perforations clogged. Right. And, and we then take the chips out conventionally. You wouldn't know any different other than when you look at it and you see the big chips coming out at one end 
and these real small fine particulates coming out through this little screw auger. So we're at the bottom side, underneath the belt, there's an inner pan and it scrapes and then it drops into a little auger. So the fine particulates get screwed out with the auger and drop in one spot and the normal chips that get carried out on the top side of the belt, they drop, you know, six, eight inches and it looks like a normal conveyor. So there's, there, it looks a little different, exact same profile, yeah. exact same footprint as a, as a, a hinge belt conveyor and uh, really just in the middle of the road. Mm-hmm. You know, for a lot of it is you got to be careful of your machine tool, you know, capital expenditure. You know, mm-hmm. there's usually a percentage you want to stay within when you're looking at a conveyor. Yeah. And, you know, if you're buying a $200,000 machine, you don't want to buy a, you know, you may not need or want to spend, you know, $30,000 on a conveyor that does everything and anything you would ever need. Mm-hmm. But you're looking for something that will just do the job and, uh, uh, and save you time and effort in, in maintaining that coolant. Yeah. Okay. So talk about some, some of the new products. Um, you know, what, what new and exciting things does Mayfrain have come down the pipeline? Yeah, you know, that, that's funny you mentioned that because next month uh, in, in July, we're going to be introducing the next generation. We call it the G2, the Clean Sweep G2. Okay. It is the next generation of the Clean Sweep RM, which is what we were just talking about. The, uh, the G2 does a lot of different things than what we've done in the past with the or capability wise as the the clean sweep rm one of the the bigger things that it it brings to the table is we have higher coolant flows Hmm. so historically we've tried to stay away from machining centers with the with the clean sweep because we're limited on coolant flow and you know when you get all that flood coolant high pressure wash down right you you can you can pump 60 70 gallons per minute and that's quite a high volume of coolant Mm -hmm. Well, depending on the length of the conveyor, we have these filter panels, and you were really limited. You know, if you have short, lower horizontals, what we call what goes up and inside the machine, yeah. you couldn't get the flow through it. Well, we designed a, a whole new conveyor. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very, very unique conveyor, a belt design we've never done before. I don't think the industry has ever seen anything like this before. Okay. Um, it will bring a lot more benefits than what the RM, Clean Sweep RM, brought to the, the industry. We can do 150 micron. Wow. We can okay. handle very high coolant flows, very high chip load. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and one of the, the, the real game changers we feel with this unit is it is you can do a Clean Sweep G2 prep. So you start off buying a basic conveyor. Well, Like a hinge you, belt? Like a hinge belt. Okay. And... You, your application changes, but you bought the Clean Sweep G2 prep conveyor. Hmm. And it's very comparably priced as, as what you would see of the hinge belt conveyor. Okay. Your application changes. Now you've got coolant uh, uh, and product building up inside, or, or particulate building up inside of your, your tanks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, it's a, the G2 prep conveyor. We'll, we can convert you over to a true G2 conveyor get you to that 150 micron level of filtration, uh, provide the same coolant flows that you experienced if you have a high coolant flow. Uh, and, and it's instead of replacing the whole conveyor, which can be quite costly, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a very comparable upgrade to what it would cost to actually buy the clean sweep okay. and have the right conveyor. So again, it, it gives you that flexibility of started with this and now we're here, we've got problems, 
here's a, a, an inexpensive, You can quick, expand the yes, technology, basically. Quick, quick solution to the problem. Very nice. Okay. And when, when is that going to be available? We are going to be rolling it out here in July 2021. Very nice. Uh, okay. There'll be some uh, pretty exciting things coming about with that, with social media, uh, you know, just uh, uh, literature in, in our, in our <clears throat> in, in just advertising. Sure. Getting it out, coming and meeting with you okay. uh, and your staff so they understand what this brings to them mm-hmm. and simplifies their sales process and, and, and gives them a solution just like your equipment does. Right. Very nice. So if you say I'm a customer, I'm looking at buying a new piece of equipment, what's the steps I need to go through to make sure I'm getting the right conveyor for the right manufacturing process? Yeah. If you're looking at this, uh, you know, understand what is the part that you're machining? What is the material that you're machining? What do you feel uh, you, you need? Talk to your other an- uh, accessory people, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the high-pressure personnel, you know, th- those guys that do that. Uh, what uh, mist collection, things of all the different things that come into it. What type of tools are you using? What, what uh, uh, process is it going to be? And, and learn and understand what that is. Uh, as the sales guy to to come back and make sure that your engineering group understands what they need to propose. Okay. And you can always give the good, better, best, but they got to understand that there are differences. And we right. have a nice tool that uh, we have a com- conveyor comparison guide. Yeah. That you know you look at the chips, it tells you okay, here's a good solution, here's a better, here's this based on the material type and the different types of conveyors. That's almost like the the law of economy, right? Uh, you've got trade offs to everything, yeah. so. There's good, bet, better, best, and there's pros and cons to to what you're going to trade off as you go up and down that scale. Yeah, yeah. So very good. What about filtration? Um, I think we've done some stuff uh, in the past with cyclonic filtration type yes. devices, things like that. Uh, what what type of products does Mayframe bring to the table from that aspect? Yeah, w- when you when you're buying a, a machine tool and you're you're buying the conveyor and you have the right conveyor and maybe your application has changed and, and you need cleaner coolant. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, uh, you're running cast iron. That's always a tough one. That's always a nasty, nasty material. So nice parts, but boy, I tell you, there's a lot of uh, nastiness that comes with that material with the the silica and the and the graphite. Back in the early 90s, I worked for Holset Turbo down in Charleston, South Carolina, and uh, we had horizontal machining centers. And about once every three months or so, we would have to pull the, the tanks out, yeah. sump them out, and I would literally have to take chisels, and we would chisel all that cast iron because it would just it would start collecting in corners and things like that yeah. and build up. And you know, now there's things that we do with flow to, to reduce that, but but still, the yeah. cast iron's just terrible from that aspect. Yeah, it, it's a it's a... It's a nasty material. Um, it's a necessary evil of the industry, though. We, yeah. we have a lot of cast iron in, in a lot of different products. Absolutely. But, uh, you know, we have a product called the MagSep, hmm. and it's a magnetic uh, bed conveyor. It's a drag conveyor. So, you know, typically with cast iron, you don't get a large chip. Right. It's a very small chip. It's very granular, and uh, it, it's heavy because it's fair, so it'll drop. So we use it to, to use the uh, magnetic bed to pull it out. The okay. magnetic bed comes out of the coolant so we don't lose or resuspend the chips as it comes out. Mm-hmm. And another advantage to that is a lot of times you want even further cleaner coolant, and it just isn't on, on the MagSep uh, conveyor. It's also on any of the other conveyors. 
uh, concepts and, and, and what we have is the AT cleaner, cyclonic filtration. So we're using a cyclone where the dirty coolant comes in and it spins so it goes to the outside and then drops. Okay. It drops back onto the belt and we carry it out. Hmm. And the clean coolant goes right to a, a, the clean side of the tank or to an ultra clean tank. Okay. which then typically gets fed uh, right into the high-pressure coolant system. Hmm. So the, there's a lot of advantages to that because when you're running that cast iron product, you're getting all of those fine particulates in your, your high-pressure coolant filtration, which is typically a canister filter, has to separate all of that. So hmm. you go through quite a few of those, you know, whether they're bag filters or cartridge filters, and that adds up. You know, yeah, you may have two, you know, a, a primary and a secondary, so you're not losing any uptime, but it can be timely, especially in a, in a lights-out application if, if someone had forgotten to change out a, a cartridge filter. Right. And it, it goes into a fault mode or you start starving. Yep. Um, the AT cleaner will clean you down to 10 micron. Okay. Now, it does, it's got to be a water-soluble coolant. It does not work in oil mm -hmm. because oil is a very thick viscosity. Sure. You can't get that separation through the spinning process like a tornado, mm -hmm. vortex. Um, so uh, in, in a lot of cases, it's, it's a great solution to get you further down. And one of the nice advantages is we have a package that can mount right to the incline of the conveyor. Uh, you have to add a pump. But yeah. usually you have a pump riser there available. You know, make sure that the machine has the capability of, of the, the right uh, relay and, and, and amperage draws for that pump. It's not a high, high draw pump, just enough to get it moving and pump it through. Yeah. But uh, you, you have to, uh, uh, you don't have to set it on the floor as a separate unit. You're okay. taking up floor space. You take off the cover of the incline. Mm -hmm. You mount this on. You run some, some plumbing. Plug it in. Oh, start nice. going. Okay. So it stays in the same real estate of what you're Stays you in had. the same real estate, okay. yeah. So one of the newer products that's really kind of come to market here in the last, let's just say, four or five years or so is really the advancement from an additive manufacturing standpoint. Yep. You know, a, a lot of machine tool builders, us included, we build our Laser EX series where we're running powdered metal uh, through a yep. laser deposition process to build material on the parts. Are you guys doing anything in that environment? Yeah, yeah, we've we've gotten more and more involved with that, uh, being that it is a powdered base and, mm -hmm. and you don't have the typical normal chip formation you would see with the additive manufacturing. Uh, you get these powders that get into your cutting fluids because you still have to machine the part right after you've added the the secondary material. Yeah, that's the whole kind of point is that hybrid yep. atmosphere we can repair mold and dye work, uh, fix cracks, things of that nature, and then machine it back down in one work holding. Yep, yep. And, and what we do in that application is we can still incorporate a concept or, or, or any other conveyor type that would be best suited for the application, but you really need to get that coolant further cleaner. Mm -hmm. And that's where uh, you know a permanent separation is needed with uh, uh, whether it's a a deep bed gravity filter, a low profile, a vacuum filter, a pressure filter, and Mayfriend uh, builds all of that type of equipment, whether it's at the machine or centralized, meaning okay. multiple machines tied to it. Right. So you, you, you can separate that permanently because the paper takes it out mm -hmm. with, a, with a paper filter, um, and different types of papers will get you the different types of filtration, just like you see with the Concept 2000. It gets you the 50 micron. Well, we can get you further, further cleaner than that. 
yeah. with with paper filters and mm -hmm. it takes that powder out so that when you run that back through those types of powders and stuff are very abrasive mm -hmm. and they have a huge uh, uh, impact on on all of the above with the machines as we talked earlier with just reliability yeah excellent so Ben, I appreciate your time today. Um, people want to learn more about Mayfran or any of your products. What's the best way to get in touch with you? Uh, you can call us at our Cleveland headquarters at 440-461-4100, or you can go to our website. That's our salesperson who's there 24 hours, seven days a week uh, at uh, www.mayfran.com. All right, excellent. Well, I appreciate all the knowledge and everything you've shared with us today. And uh, look forward to working with you more in the future here. Yeah, we, we really appreciate you inviting us to this, and, and myself particularly. Uh, it was a really cool app, uh, experience. Never, yeah. never done a podcast before. So. Excellent. Well, I appreciate you being part of it. And thank you all for listening. If you have any thoughts, comments, or questions, ideas for future podcasts, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on LinkedIn or reach out to me on my uh, email address, wanderson.akuma.com. And be sure to look for other podcasts, videos, and other Akuma content at www.akuma.com. Till next time, we'll see you then.